1: Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are, are the, the biggest, biggest
2: stories and everything else you need to know from the new Title Town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart. Friday, July 21st, 2023, Breaking Boston. And Breaking Boston's topic du jour, that's topic of the day, as Rich Keefe likes to say on WEEI's Night Show is the Boston Red Sox, and we're about to find out what you you call a series, I guess, after a must-win series against a really bad baseball team that you don't win and then have a day off because whatever you want to call that, a muster win, mustest win for the Boston Red Sox as they take on the New York Mets, yes, the uh, poster child team for you can't buy a team just because you spend doesn't mean you're going to be good baseball team. Mets, Red Sox, Red Sox heading toward the trade deadline where everybody or no, I shouldn't say that I'm step back for not everybody wants them to buy but most people want them to be buyers in Major League Baseball. Um, I actually would put myself in the sell category and well hell let's just go down that road for a second because we're wow, this is a
3: complete 180 from where. Yeah, I mean Tuesday we were we were I, pretty excited. What happened? I was, and then I was what like, happened? "What the hell are you talking
2: about? Why?" This is what annoys me actually in Major League Baseball to some degree. You play a hundred and sixty-two game season, and you're going to make not only year long decisions, but maybe multi year long decisions. Ramifications that could be had down the road.
3: Organizational decisions, yeah. Over that's like, what they
2: are. Over like three days, five days. Like, should we buy? Should we sell? Are we going to trade? And it just. Heimbloom, I'm going to trust you, Heimbloom. I don't feel great saying that. Don't feel great at all, actually, in year four of your uh, plan, quote unquote. But I'm going to guess you have a plan. Stick to your gosh darn plan because you're going to regret it if you don't. And the one thing I've learned from Bill Belichick over 20 years covering the Patriots is you got to be true to you. If you're not true to you, it ain't going to work. It works for Bill Belichick for the most part when he's true to him or did when he had Tom Brady doesn't work for all the guys that try to be fake bill belichicks and figure out what bill belichick would do kind of you know what would jesus do what would bill belichick do in this situation nope heim bloom don't do that that's dumb do what heim bloom wants to do in this situation and maybe that is
3: hin we're on to 2025
2: uh okay i don't like we're, that we're
3: on to 2025 that's still, what i mean that's what it would be still the entertainment business because i you know i get a regular season to play
2: here <laughs> i got another season next year um so the new york mets the the Boston Red Sox I know Saturday's game Saturday afternoon affair very exciting James Paxton who Paxton who is your ace was your ace maybe ace but one of your two maybe aces who fell on their aces against the uh, A's and Cubs in recent days part of this whole stretch of just confusion with the Boston
3: Red Sox so Cooper Leonard
2: we don't need to get too much into big picture Bloom, because whatever that's his decision we'll find out in the next ten He's days. He's a grown
3: boy. He's a grown boy. He can do what he wants.
2: Is he? Is he nah. a grown professional boy?
3: I'm I, not sure. I don't think I think the boy is emphasized on that because they I'm sure that there's still some uh hand holding when the yeah. bank account comes out.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah so but anyway, this series against the the New York Mets, who I mean, quite frankly, I mean what I think they have five fewer wins. Than the Red Sox, something like that. Yeah, they're
3: middling as well. Yeah,
2: they're middling. They're just the perception about. It's funny. I think they're actually higher in the standings in the NL East than the Sox are in the AL East. But again, the Red Sox the Nationals for that. Yes, Red Sox are not in last place. They're still a game up. They're three games out of the wild card, and now they have three games against the New York Mets. One of which you will face Max Scherzer, who I believe is like eight and three. So not exactly falling on his face. Um, what What do we make of this series? Is this a uh, Two wins is fine. Do you need to sweep this? Does it literally have an impact on what Bloom is going to do? Or was that decision aided by losing two out of three in Oakland to the A's? Where do you honestly believe the Red Sox are on this Friday morning as we kick
3: things off in the Boston Sports Day? I think they're now in a position where they need to win like back to back series. I mean, after this series with the Mets right now, there's nine games left until the trade deadline on August first four four p.m still i believe they put it at a weird time in the middle of the day yeah like three three o'clock trades start rushing in and oh my god before social media when you would get like the like the eight o'clock at night trade because like things were taking so slow to to actually get a different world now coop yeah but that was fun like you'd just be in the middle of the game and some guy would randomly be in another another dugout um i mean with doug matter belly he was like a the second time he the, played Oh, for when us. he got
2: the police escort from yeah. Logan and that whole time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I love this anymore.
2: time of year for that reason. I wouldn't want to be a player if we're just going no, to do no, a God side no. note.
3: But after this Mets series, they go and they play Atlanta, which I think that will be the true test. So if they can win a series against the Mets, that's a middling team that you should beat. That's what Oakland should have been. And now that like we've seen that Oakland series, I would have said they beat the Oakland. They're a middling team, like we or not really middling. They are the bottom of the barrel, and who you should beat. You roll into the Mets. That's kind of a team where it's check your barometer. Yeah, you can still compete. You roll into Atlanta, and that's where if you split a series, you're still feeling really good about yourself because Atlanta is the top team in the NL right now. Mm-hmm. Like they are going to be the World Series favorites. So if you could have at least held your own after beating up on two teams that you should beat up, yeah, then it's like a no-brainer. But now it's you get down to playing San Francisco and Seattle, and those are series that you should have been sure about yourself when you're making those trades. But now it feels like you're going to go into those last two series right before the deadline, still somewhat unsure of the way things are going to be. So I, I, I would need a sweep of the Mets and then a split of the series, and I believe Strider is going the second day. So if you can take that first win from that Atlanta series it's important because it just shows the front office that this team is willing to compete that the the players are willing to like you know stand tall and actually do something whereas like the front office they're looking at the players like we don't really know what to make of you like we want to put stock in you we would like to put a winning team behind you like we did last year but what happened last year is they hedged and you got absolutely nothing out of it and I I would say the majority of fans, the majority of personnel probably want absolutely nothing to do with that hedge bet again. Like It's either buy or sell. And I know Lou Merloni talks about like there is an in-between place. But in that in-between place, you still are making a decision of we are going in on this season or we're just packing our bags and we're getting ready for 2024 with Marcelo Meyer hopefully coming up at the end of the year. That is where they are at right now, heading into the Met series. So
2: I, I do actually find this, um, I'll use the word again because I overuse it, fascinating that it, it's very Major League Baseball, this trade deadline thing, for whatever reason. It's, very, it's not as distinct a buy-sell world in the three other sports at their trade deadlines. There's the idea, should we add to this team? But, but there's plenty of hockey teams, plenty of nba teams plenty of nfl teams that you know don't do either or are a good team but they may trade a player away whatever it may be whereas for some reason in baseball and i guess maybe the marathon season is part of it and and different things and how many teams are you know contenders or, or eligible for the playoffs with the wild card it becomes buy or sell and like flipping of a switch to the point where it'll affect the way the players perceive themselves and the team and their emotions right after. And like the, we've seen it in recent years. And to do that on such, as you said, a small sample, a series here, series there. For example, the Oakland A's are historically bad, but should they be buyers because they took two out of three from the Boston Red Sox? Like the big bad Boston Red Sox came into their house and you took two out of three Red Sox are a contender. So are we a contender now? We should buy.
3: And it's just, it's so okay. that's like, a, but that is kind of it. It's different because with those three wild card spots now, like the Red Sox do have a chance to be a contender. And yeah. it's a contender that where you're going to be like wild card three, where you're going to go up against most likely the Rangers or now Baltimore. And it's kind of like, well, Baltimore, you can hold your own. The Rangers, you can hold your own because they've done that this year. But it's also like, well, Oakland, you can't hold your own. Like there is absolutely zero in, like, there is inconsistency with this roster and even though they are in last place or they're in fourth place and they're looking like Oakland in the division they still have those wild card slots where they still have something to compete for and they're two games out of that so it's that's what like it is like like you said it's like an interesting time of the year because you have and especially with the new way that baseball is with the playoff system there is like so much chaos heading into this I mean Like, what what are you to do with pitching if you get down to Seattle? And I mean, even this weekend, like, there's still an opener position for Sunday. Yep. Against the team that's supposed to have a really good starting rotation. So it's like there are way too many issues with this team, but they are so close to it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? news. In order to secure convictions
2: in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports.
1: The clock at four, Doncic, the step back three, you music, you set my world on fire. Yes, oh.
0: and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: And then I keep bringing up the idea that we talk about buyers and sellers like it's that easy. If you just declare yourself a buyer, you'll get what you need. You're all set. Move along. It's I Michael Scott it.
3: declaring bankruptcy. He's like, just
2: like, yep, we're buyers now. I, I don't, you know, there's. it's such a complicated, it's more complicated in this sport than any other because at least in the NBA, Well, you're trading for either a player or a first-round pick, essentially. I I guess second-round picks have become the cool thing for the Celtics, but whatever. For years, you're either trading for a player, first-round picks. Okay, let's make a – oh, there's some money involved. But when you add the way Major League Baseball and the prospects work and, like, low-level prospects, mid-level prospects, high prospects, like active Major League players from rosters back and forth, to me it's just a far more complex issue where – I can get it's almost like the I guess the future of first round picks in the NBA, but at least now in in MLB, you trade for a single a player, you may have a legitimate opinion on that player like three years from now this player will indeed be in my major league roster and it's just such a and that's a, a, a projection that you might be right on and somebody else could reap the benefits because Heim Bloom you're in year 4 and you could nail the hell out of this trade and in 2 years the GM they hired in the in the time
3: between says wow this guy's really good right like it's and it's, it's- also dependent on the system that he's going into i mean you look at Diekman, that was a an acquisition by uh Heim Bloom didn't really pan out for the Red Sox they instantly DFA him the Rays of all team pick him up and now he's a stud like it's just like There are so many, so many variabilities that go into the trade deadline and it's, it's kind of like your, your organization can go in so many different directions after something that happens. Like trading off Christian Vasquez and trying to bring in prospects that I don't know, Valdez has not really made me the happiest guy in the world. And Christian Vasquez made me certainly a happy guy with a solid catcher in, you know, an actual bat. Something that has kind of been inconsistent, but Connor Wong has been providing, but it's still like you sacrifice something there, especially with the clubhouse. Speaking of the clubhouse,
2: uh, that's where I would look if I were high in bloom. I'm not necessarily going to fixate on wins and losses over a three day span, a five day span, a nine day span. One of the first things I'd look for, and I know they have tried to do this to me, rather obviously and emphatically talk about we are good and we do need to be added to or we've earned that right to me it would be a, some of the air of that clubhouse being in that clubhouse around the team on the road what what is what is the honest air because we're going to feel the air after the trade deadline too. how they react to whatever Heimblum does if he adds subtracts middles it both whatever I just think for me I'll be honest with you I'd be selling I'd be selling I'd be seeing if anybody wants to be dumb with Kenley Jansen or Martin or Paxton or any of those guys, and you'd have to put your big boy pants on and you'd be taking barbs. But the reality is Bloom's going to take barbs no matter what he does. There's going to be a portion of the Boston fan base that will be upset at him. There'll be a portion of the Boston fan base that'll be upset later when it doesn't work and pretend they would have done it differently because they'll have revision revisionist history on their side down the road. So, again, Bill Belichick let Adam Vinatieri walk. Bill Belichick traded Richard Seymour. Bill Belichick traded Logan Mankins. If you're trying to make friends or, you know, win the popularity contest on WEEI, mm, probably not the job for you, Heim Bloom. Heim Bloom has the job to do. The Red Sox have the job to do starting tonight in New York against the Mets. Cooper Leonard says you not only have to win this series, you need to win the next one, and maybe more than that to push Heim Bloom toward the buyer section of the market. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this team comes together because I think this team right now is at a massive crossroads for their manager, their general manager, their talent, the trade deadline, the season, the standings, the perception, and oh, by the way, the sort of following they're going to have over the next week, month, plus because... The New England Patriots are about to break for training camp, so you're going to have competition in town. Right now, the Red Sox are the only story in town. That's why they've been getting the top slot on Breaking Boston here many mornings as we bring you the biggest sports news in Boston for that day on a podcast you can get on the Odyssey app, WEEI, Spotify, wherever you are. Will the Red Sox do what they need to do? Based on recent history, probably not because they had to beat the A's and they did not. They lost two out of three. Let's see if it's better in New York. Let's see if we're talking about the Red Sox on Monday because they won three in a row. And maybe we're saying bye, bye, bye. Or we won't be talking about them. We won't even be seeing sell because if they lose two out of three in New York, my guess is we'll be talking about the New England Patriots on Monday here on Breaking Boston. For Cooper Leonard, this is Andy.
3: What's that? Pro- producer, no, at
2: Fenway, not in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, at Fenway, my bad.
3: Yeah, um, it doesn't matter, does not It doesn't, doesn't really
2: matter. matter. Just, just matter. win, baby, as Al Davis used to say. Just win. Just win here every morning on Breaking Boston, talking Boston sports.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.